recognize the the trauma that they've experienced. Right. That they use their trauma and, and then the they turn attention and, and, and endorse Hillary. Hillary Clinton, who has mm-hmm. killed and supported policies that have killed many more yeah. children of mothers and yeah. killed mothers mm-hmm. all over the world. Right. Who's incarcerated children of mothers. Right. You know, expanded, you know, Bill Clinton, also in the omnibus crime bill, expanded the number of crimes that could come under uh, capital punishment and, and the death penalty. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and so and somebody said, you know, um, oh, but we have to respect their feelings and support them. And I'm like, yeah. I don't respect their feelings because yeah. by the time you use your own personal tragedy, and, and the sympathy and the cachet that that granted you from the larger community yeah. to support interests we, that are contrary. But we know why, And though, Amadou right? Diallo's mother. But we know why, though, right? To, but what, the foundations, for, the, the anti-violence foundations give these folks money so they can live off of them. They, 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 they set them up with their foundations, and they can pay through those foundations. So, right. you know, they're given jobs, essentially, to be ambassadors for... Uh, the liberal, and, and the liberal think, elite establishment, and I think it's ill, it's inappropriate for the larger black community to could, to continue to hold obligation or give any legitimacy to these women. I mean, hmm. to me, you know, having a cancer doesn't make you an oycologist. Contracting cancer or being the mother of a child that's suffering from you can't. But it could uh, make you an advocate for it make you know, you cancer treatment. Not right. if you go to the cancer industrial complex. These mm. multinational it, corporations it, it. who don't invest any resources into to cures, that don't invest any resources into prevention, yeah. they don't in, in put out any of the research that shows that environmental contaminants and yeah. toxins yeah. Are, are, are a leading cause of cancer. Only thing they focus on is screening, yeah. which is a multi-billion dollars, yeah. and treatment, which is multi-trillion dollars. Yeah. So that is a corrupt system that perpetuates the suffering of yeah. cancer patients. Uh-huh. So when you in, use your own personal suffering to profit from the suffering of others that to me makes me go uh, illegit invalidates your own pain got it or or not invalidates your pain but at least in, it frees me of the obligation of of of, of recognizing and being sensitive to you know, it to, because you become right. an to, to that to that That's point to, to that point um, sorry tracy to that point no, 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 i just what because it, it resonated with me that's how i felt about the south carolina massacre i was so angry like i was livid i think i left work that day that's how angry I was. Oh, when they like forgave the. Children. And then they forgave them. I, I swear, I swear not. My anger left as soon as they. I saw them forgive them on TV. I wasn't angry anymore. I was. I was. I was. I was. I was. I, I, I felt betrayed. I felt like I'm with you. What? What you need me to do? What can I do? You. You forgave him the day after. He didn't ask for your forgiveness. He got Burger King. He shot grandmothers. Deacons, mothers of, of, the, of the church. These are the people who make the church happen. The deacons and the mothers of the church are the ones cleaning the church, making the church cool, doing the fundraising, doing the cooking, helping with the kids. Like these are the, the, the this is the, the support system of the church. I noticed because I grew up in it. So these are, these are the, the angels of the church. He came, they embraced this, this white man. He sat there and, and, and praised with you all. Prayed to the same God as you did. And, and, and shot nine of our people down, and we forgave them the next day. I was done, man. I was done with black people for like six months after that. I think <laughs> I took, I think I, I think I took six months to be a new Negro. We said, all had to I'm carry done. that? You put that on I'm, all of us? No. What I'm saying is I'm ready. Tell me where to go. But if, I don't, if there's nowhere for me to go, if there's oh, nothing for 40. me to do, guess what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go go do nigga stuff. For six months until you ready until you serious call me put the bat signal up when you ready for black power put the black power bat signal up when you ready to go but if you still want to 
march and talk and yell and appease and pray and do candle vigils and forgive. I'm going to smoke blunts. Let's keep it real. A lot All of this day black and play lives 2K. matter activism has turned into Watch performance basketball. art. Blocking highways, die-ins and stuff, I don't see. Right now, in the election cycle, I saw one black matter faction put forth some legitimate policy proposals. Mm-hmm. But even though they put down policy proposals, they had no systematic plan yeah. of getting those policies implemented. They didn't target and identify supporting yeah. politicians and, and, and political infrastructure. They didn't identify oppositional. Yeah. They didn't offer how do we support the supportive politicians and, 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 and undermine the other ones. So it's performance art to me at yeah. this point. Tracy, you so want to say, yeah. I will say a couple things. Yeah. Um, I feel like things mm. you said were things I hadn't thought about before. Um, so, so one, like, I don't want to at all, like, I, I, I've gone to a couple of Black Lives Matter meetings, yeah. right? But I, I, I don't feel like I can accurate, accurately represent the org, so I don't want people to be like, Tracy Quarter, Black Lives Matter activist. Every black person on the media gets that, that title now. Don't backtrack. Wait, 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 wait. I think people who don't hold yeah. space within the movement and who don't, like, who don't um, have have any affiliation with the organization kind of get tied in. Yeah. Um, and so then that's when you see factions of it. Yeah. Um, and we're like, what is this? What is this? Okay. But I also think that part of it is like about learning and growing. So hmm. there, there might be like this, this movement happened out of like a desperation of our people getting killed in the street. Right. And like really wanting to uplift and love on each other. Right. And so there's not like perfect answers. So I have a friend who like has his PhD in economics or something. I don't know what he does. It's like don't get me lying about what he does. But like it's Tommy he's smart. And he's like saying to me, Tommy from Martin, is that your friend? <laughs> he, right, don't get me asked. <laughs> no one knows what he does. Did you and, but anyway, he's really smart oh, sorry, and so it? and he's like he comments on the economy all the time. Yeah. And he says to me, Oh, I can't respect Black Lives Matter yeah. as a movement because they don't have an like, economic platform. And so what I turned around and said was, well, what economic platform could they, can they bring about yeah. that's better than what you can act, what mm. you can contribute? Right. So I would say for me, yeah. um, I, I won't judge, like, um, I know that my job, we just got into, like, a partnership with them, and we're going to be hosting, like, town halls. Um, but they're going to be nonpartisan because part of it is how do you endorse candidates who don't always hold what's best for black lives? Right. So... We can endorse, like, we can endorse in this presidential election, and as much as I don't like Hillary, I don't feel like Bernie is necessarily the answer. Right. So, <gasps> how dare you? Erica like, about to fight you. She about to come. Who are you going to vote for? Hey, Tracy, Tracy. Huh? Erica about to come through the, through the microphone and snatch your wig for talking about Bernie. She said Bernie's, she said not, the Bernie's not the answer. She said that Bernie's and not, not our Lord and Savior. And he don't even believe in reparations. He, you can't hold any politician. You can't. Listen, what? this is the new rule, political rule from here to forever. You're making it? You can't hold any non-black, any white politician accountable for stuff you gave Obama a pass on. I didn't give Obama a pass for that. I don't want to hear anybody say them. anything. You can't talk. Black folks no longer can critique Five, okay. drone bombings. Well. Uh, allowing corporate criminals to go free, and not supporting uh-huh. reparations, giving unconditional support to Israel, ignoring black—you can't. It, anything you gave Obama, you didn't, you didn't on, name the most important thing. You what? didn't. You didn't name the most important things. What? Don't expect Bernie to solve the Tupac and Biggie murders. All right. You didn't ask. You didn't ask Obama <laughs> to solve the Tupac and Biggie murders. 
That's you what he's going to do on his last day. He, he, has, he, has he pardoned Suge Knight? Feel the burn, Bernie Buss. Our California primary is June 7th. I will be voting for Bernie Sanders in that primary. You will? What if, yeah, so, so, so in the general, what are you going to do? In the general, what are you going to do? In the general election, are you going to vote for Hillary? It's Trump. I'm absolutely not voting for Hillary in the general election. Ooh, so there you go. I'll, I'll this is revolutionary. She's not voting for Hillary. Jill Stein. Part of me, I really, I feel what you're saying yeah. about like the mothers of the movement, like yeah. the pay, but I also feel like um, what I have tried to consciously stop doing is like, holding people um, to what I know Got and, it. like, really trying to figure out what they know. Got it. And so I'm thinking now, like, if something was – I've had a conversation with my mother, unfortunately. Like, yo, if something happens to me, don't let Jesse Jackson know we're near it. Right. Don't let Al Sharpton oh, know Like, we're not doing that. Like, don't tell people to stop looting. Sister don't Tracy my name. was an admirable like, phone. Tracy, Tracy, good, Tracy, right? you got yeah. to tell her that they might come in a chicken suit. Like, they might come in very appealing ways. Like they might come with a watermelon truck they're gonna to dance. the funeral. They're going to dance up to you. Right. They might bring like cater Popeyes to the funeral or something. Like you got to tip tell your mother. These folks are very, very tricky. Persuasive. And persuasive. There's biscuits in the back. <laughs> yes. Out of nowhere. I lost an election by some Popeyes. So I know. You did. I don't. I can't even talk about that. But <laughs> had I known that was what I've the Popeyes was for, I wouldn't. Like, <laughs> Before I've had this conversation with my mom, yeah. she thought she was supposed to vote for Hillary. She wow. thought that if something ha- like she thought she was supposed to, like that these people had our interests in mind right. because she might not have known any differently before we've had that conversation. So I'm I'm seeing these people, these mothers try to like bring their kids' issues to the forefront and not not think as critically about Hillary Clinton right. as like we, as we do. Mm-hmm. So I'll I what you said I actually have to think about because I hadn't thought about it in that way and I'm yeah. like damn that's true. Yeah. But that's what I wanted to offer. Back. So I want to but move the, on to the to the next topic. Isn't the that last the, thing, the, the the low expectations, the 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 Lower soft racism of low expectations? I don't call it with because, like I said, you know, I'll be in the gym. Yeah. You know, y'all knows how buff I am. Because I know. see, right? <laughs> exactly. So I'll be in the gym and I'll hear black what? men go into detail about sports. Mm-hmm. They will talk about the draft. They'll talk about this athlete's projected earnings and his projected points and his projected championships yeah. and he ain't even signed the contract yet they'll go back and relate to dates and they'll you know do compare and contrast between a, a player from the 1940s to a young guy in junior high school <laughs> yeah. and and they know all this information but then you're like well i you know i just support hillary because i figured i don't know better you know Right, so I think we have the capacity to know. We just don't give a damn because you know it's it it we don't see the value. When do so the, the last thing I want to say is, and I'm close. This is a closing thought. It's not even a question. I just feel like at some point in time, we have to get into the hard work of building, and not always just being, always being doing the advocacy. Like we got to actually start building institutions, building structures, building movements building things to actually, you know, to reflect us, spaces to reflect uh-huh. us, and, and things to protect us, and things to build for, for newer generations. I just feel like we're always, like I said, stuck on the big Lego blocks, and we can't get to the intricate uh, details of the smaller Lego blocks of building something that, that can stand the test of time, that could revolutionize how we think and how we engage in politics and how we eat and, and, and different things. We're always just 
crying and whining about what white Running people are doing. Running behind atrocities. And, and, and chasing, like ambulance chasing, like ambulance chasing atrocities and saying, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this, they're doing that. And it's like, so, okay, so what are we doing to counter any of this stuff? And I don't, I don't see a whole lot of that happening, even though that there are still people on the ground doing that work. And I don't place that solely on the, on the, at the feet of Black Lives Matter. I think it's a cultural thing, right? Because there's many people, if I, if I schedule a rally, I'll get 100 people there, no doubt. And they'll come, they'll have their signs, they'll bring their kids, and people will scream, and it'll be, it'll be like testimony service at church. It's, it's like a spiritual, you know, uh, catharsis, cathartic type thing. But if I say uh, we're building a, a, a susu or some so, sort of cooperative enterprise or a study circle or anything, I might get five to ten people. And I think that's a problem. Uh, we're, you know, we always rest to do the sexy stuff, the fun stuff, but it doesn't really have any lasting impact. It doesn't. It, it's, there's no organizing going on, and there's no institution building. And so that's the last thing. So, Trace, I know that you also had an opinion on what Dale Hook said about Beyonce, uh-huh. and, I want, I, and I wanted to give you the space to kind of go in as to why you disagree with Bell. Mm, okay. So go for it. <sighs> Um, Where do I start? So, <laughs> That's I how you sound. Let, no. let me let me rub my bunions right quick because I'm gonna be here for a while. You bald head, scallywag, feminist. Oh. I have such a deep <laughs> love for Bell Hooks. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I was brand. I was like in college, and I remember being in a classroom. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of late to the party. Like I know some people had like were introduced to her in high school, but you know, bear with me. I went to a private high school, so we was reading the Bible. Yeah. Whatever. In Jesus so, name. Uh, Amen. The daily bread. The daily <laughs> yeah, I know whatever on there. But so I, you know, I was in a class, a women's studies class, yeah. and there were these, um, I was, and I was the only black person, of course, because I went to a small private college. And I'm in this room with these white women and they're like, they couldn't believe when I said I always prioritize my race over my gender. Oh, wow. I was like, that's, and, you know, this is, you know, a 19-year-old yeah. me. Like, I'm always prioritizing my race over my gender, right. period. And they were like, what And so are the you professor was this? like, um, <laughs> you should read Bell Hooks. Get this and I was like, who's that? And so she gave me Bell Hooks, and it was just like this, this I don't know, this light for me yeah. that, like, really helped me understand what my place in the world was, mm-hmm. who helped me understand what my place in, like, feminism and womanism was. Yeah. Um, it just opened this door for me. So I have, like, deep, deep love and respect for Bell Hood. Got it. But what I also can appreciate is the fact that um, I have come to the point in my thinking where I can disagree with her. Got it. So that's, what, that's where the who came from. Um, and so one of the things that <laughs> the Bell Hood said was, yeah, so I want to start with, with where I agree with her, okay. which is that um, she was saying that um, you know a lot of times feminism is looked at as this I want to be equal to men, right? And that has long been my critique of feminism. So right. it's this kind of band aid solution where we're like I want to be able to equally oppress. It's integration. As, as like my male counterparts, as yeah. opposed to I want to break down systems and institutions of oppression. Right. And I feel like that criticism of Beyonce is spot on, right? Like, so when you say things like always say gracious, best revenge is your paper, you're kind of playing it's capitalism. So these like criticisms are not wrong um, of her. So that, that's where I want to start, like in the place in which we, we agree. But I think when I 
for for Beyonce in general, I don't defend her because she's Beyonce. I defend her because I, what, what I have seen is that people use her as this attack weapon against black people, black women. Okay. And How so? Can you can you give like? Yeah, like yeah. I just feel like when people like Beyonce, it becomes like this indictment of our intelligence. Like um, like when so you when I when black men watch Scandal and Empire is it it's, kind of it's similar? It's nothing right. like liking Rihanna for the record. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, well, but like it's always so like you'll see these kind of memes that are floating around like yeah. um, you only can afford one album. You can either get Nicki and Beyonce and or Erica and Lauren. Which one do you get? And then you get like these fake deep people underneath talking about like how much they love Erica and Lauren. And I'm like, my, my bigger question is why do I only have enough money for one CD? Right. Like, if I only got money for one CD, I'm not buying either. Um, First of all, we're not buying. We're streaming. We're not buying CDs right, no more. We're CDs streaming. Anyway, so I can I got access to all of them now. We was uh, burning, burning CDs back then anyway. <laughs> I got them all. Taking right. off the radio. Take them off Y'all the radio. remember that. Dubbing tapes. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You, did you I have, have recorded up to your yo, radio? <laughs> yo, we used to have video libraries of Martin and Living Singles. Like a video library of dub tapes of Martin and Living VHS. Singles. VHS. tapes. Yeah, poetry stand-ups. Yeah. <laughs> and that poetry wow. jam, that comedy jam, not the poetry jam. That's corny. Sorry. All right, Tracy. Go back. Um, Can I ask so, a question, so Tracy? Me, I'm a fan. I'm more of a fan. Before I was a fan of Beyonce's music, I was mm. more of a fan of the way in which she made black women feel, like the happiness that like came when like she she dropped a project. This is Beyonce we're talking about. That, that's that's how I feel about Beyonce. Got it. Okay. And so I feel like when I was reading Bell Hooks, I really just wanted her to say, "I don't like this girl," <laughs> and kind of leave it. To and just be real about it. It's not. Huh? Yeah. Just, just be, be real. real. Yeah. I don't like her. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the reality. Yeah. Because when you big up, and so like I and and um, you would ask like, why did I bring up like Emma Watson when we were talking about it back and forth online? Yeah, I didn't know who that so, was. Like, Bell Hooks. Huh. Yeah, I don't know so who. Bell Hooks is like yeah. real, like big up Emma Watson. So Emma Watson is like one of the um, actresses. Harry Potter. She's the, the actress from Harry Potter. Oh. And okay. so she's really big in this organization called He for She. Oh, Emma Watson. Yeah, really, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which really focuses on like men seeing like the the feel like humanizing women. It yeah. really focuses on bringing men into feminism. Yeah. And for me, that's never going to be my goal because my goal is always the healing of my sisters as opposed to like trying to make someone else be our humanity. Right. And so Bell Hooks like did this interview, kind of this interview conversation with Emma Watson and called her her girl crush. And everybody was like, okay, but then you just called Beyonce a, a terrorist? It is really difficult for me to see you kind of big up this white girl who centers a feminism that, like, a lot of us can't relate to mm-hmm. um, while tearing down Beyonce. I would be interested, and maybe she has, I would be interested to know if Bell Hooks has ever tried to sit down with Beyonce and talk to her. Hmm. Um, because Bell Hooks is just so important and vital to me. It's, right. like, actually vital to me um, as a person and, as a per- and, and to my growth. Um, and she was like my my entry point, like a compass for you, like a compass, intellectual thought, into this kind of thought. Yeah. Um, and I think that there are young women who um, who don't have access to academia, right? So like I didn't ha- I didn't know Bill Hooks, so I had this access. Yeah. Um, and so there are young women who don't have this access to academia who are being brought into this by Beyonce. So, right. like, her last album, not the one that just came out, yeah. um, but the actual self-titled one, she was quoting actual feminists. And, like, people were, like, looking up, like, who is this? 
And so, like, it brought about um, kind of what Bell Hooks was for me is what Beyonce was for this is for this next generation. And so I don't want to discount the, discount what that means for them. Um, so that's, that's like that piece. And it's just really hard for me to watch her critique um, a black woman in this way and not offer these same critiques for white women. Hmm. So like I don't hear you talk about Taylor Swift and like kind of her watered down generic brand of feminism and like this whole like idea of squad, which she stole from Waka Flocka, hmm. but uh, that really prioritizes making sure that you're surrounded by pretty girls or supposedly pretty girls. <laughs> Alleged. I don't see you bringing the same. I mean, right? Well, it was stolen. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see you bringing around the same critique of a Kim Kardashian that you bring around of a Beyonce and a Nicki Minaj. So Kim Kardashian penned this whole essay about how it was okay for her to be naked, right? So not about this empowerment of women in general, but why it's okay for her specifically to be naked, right? What, um, to, and, to that so point, I didn't, see, I didn't see the pushback. I didn't see the pushback from that. Th- those are valid points and valid criticisms. I would say. Um, I think what oftentimes when I when I see the flack, it seems like people think. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to make that point. I don't. I don't really care to make that point. This is what I do care to make though, because I'm. I was having this conversation with X on the way up here. Why is it that Amber Rose is not like a spokesperson for slut shaming? Like what? Uh, I, I don't she un- an insider. I don't understand that. Like I don't. I, I feel like I feel like she trivializes. That was mean. Whatever, whatever <laughs> issue or whatever point that the the slut walks are trying to to get across. And when I was elected, I did support them. Um, I think that Amber Rose mocks them. Like I, I think that her reality and what she's doing is not representative of what poor working class women are are dealing shelter. with when it comes to. What slut walks are, are addressing, so I feel like she. Uh, I, so I feel like these corporate figures and, and Beyonce to an extent too. I feel like they are they are allowed to appropriate the experiences and the realities of poor and working class black women and women in general, and they get to commodify it, and and they don't. But they don't get to they don't get to be critiqued. They get to hide under, under the shelter. They get they it. get to hide yeah. under it. Yeah, and they don't. And, and their their hypocrisies or contradictions. Or the problematic things about what they are are portraying does not are not held accountable. They're not addressed and they're not dissected. Okay. I think Amber Rose being the ambassador for Slut Walk is is ridiculous. I think it's utter nonsense. I just think it is. It would be like Nene Leakes being it. Like that's not <laughs> what that's not the representative of of what the, the of the woman's struggle is. These are people who are on spectacles, who are caricatures, and they're making a mockery of black feminism or they're making a mockery of slut shaming. They're making a mockery of these things because they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. And I think that's what Bell's overall critique is. And I, but I think it's valid if she's not critiquing that to Emma Watson. I do think that's valid, but I also think is, is Emma Watson, I would black say is, is she Emma Watson relevant to black people? Mm-mm. Has, has, has Bell hooks well, ever addressed that. white feminists or has she always addressed, Always kept well, her I mean, her criticisms criticisms relevant to to black to the black community. I'm not sure. I'm, I want to ask that because people a lot of people ask me how come you don't talk about this, this and that because that's not what I'm here for. I don't care Asian. about that. I'll, I'll talk right. about the things that's relevant to black people, not what's relevant to other people. Well, you know I what mean saying? to be honest with yeah. you, one oh, of the okay. things that I saw said about uh, Bell Hooks, and I don't even know if this is what she meant, um, but it's what I saw. Um, and somebody wrote. 
Belle is a gender first feminist. Got it. Um, and I was like, damn, like, oh, that's that's true. Like, even when I like kind of think back, um, I'm really excited. I, I have a club of a club of women, um, it's twelve of us who are going to really dive into um, what is called like the lemonade syllabus. Nice. Uh, so somebody like put together 36 pages of really dope work that black women should read and get into. Nice. Um, if you if, if you enjoy lemonade, let's like let's talk go. about to go deeper. Black women who have um and, like so let's it's go. not just Beyonce like it's beyond Beyonce. Yeah. Let's talk and let's like get into feminist theory and let's get into lit. So like okay. your eyes are watching God is on the on the book list and Asada is on the book list. Got so it. I mean things that like Asada and Beyonce obviously couldn't be more like are not the right. same. Right, not the same at all. It's it's making it's making it like it's an entry you point. You should read this if you find if you found this interesting. You should read this and you should you should grow your critique and you should grow by reading these things. So right? so, so first I'm of really all, excited to delve into that. Yeah, first of all, yeah. I want to say that's really dope. It's a really great idea. And so I want to ask Brother Diallo: Is that does that prove that there's some value of lemonade to the point where you have women who identify with it? But now they're taking an opportunity to say, okay, let's build a book, a reading list, and let's build some some no. curriculum around it so that we can go agree. deeper. I don't agree. I know a lot of guys that, and where you talk about, like, Farrakhan's an entry point. Yeah, he's an entry point for me. But what when Farrakhan, what he does with all this black pride, okay, black knowledge, uh, black self-sufficiency, is he drapes it in a covering of Islam. Okay. And Islam is inherently anti-African. Islam has been an enemy and at war with African culture since it invaded Africa's shores, even though Africa was the home that rescued Islam, that provided shelter to the prophet. Hmm. And right now you have Africans in chattel bondage to Arabs. Hmm. You have Arab apartheid states right now on the continent of Africa that Hmm. nobody speaks about because then they'll say you're an Islamic foe, Islamophobe, as if um, the Arab or Muslim world cannot be both under attack from European imperialism and racist at the same time. Wasn't the Middle mm. East once considered a part of Africa? Yes. So you're saying right. that there's there's too many toxic elements. Right. So so when you have it's the same. So right when a lot of people's like as long as you get some positivity, who cares where it comes from? When if if, if Beyonce is the catalyst for awakening of black women of 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 common, then it's contaminated at its core, at its seed. Not because I have anything personal with Beyonce, but I'm not going to overlook someone standing in uh, European colonial garb talking about bow-down bitches, uh, L'Oreal contracts, promoting the idea of blonde as the aesthetic for millions upon millions of black girls, setting that standard. Hmm. Even if it's aesthetic, even if in your heart of hearts you are sincerely down for black women, whatever that nonsense is. But the mass consumption and half of your wealth of almost a billion dollars was built on misogyny. Right. And what you're the NFL is a bastion of not only jingoism, fascism, uh, American exceptionalism. Jingo? Jingoism. Oh, jingo. American exceptionalism. The I wish. American exceptionalism. It has a, a unmitigated. <laughs> history of covering up the abuse of women, whether it's the spouses of the players, women in strip clubs, and, and a lot of the crimes of these high-earning players, the NFL assist them in sh- sweeping their crimes against women under the rug. And remember, Ray mm-hmm. Rice, you couldn't say NFL without saying Ray Rice and the cover-up. After Beyonce's uh, uh, performance, it was gone. 
And the NFL was making all these promises of reforms and, and how the wives, the NFL wives, were afraid to come forward because they, it would hurt their pockets and they were just kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And a lot of these men are hopped up on drugs, psychotropic drugs. They, they have themselves. brain trauma and, and they're abusing these women. They're abusing their children. And Beyonce takes a check and deposits it hmm. from this organization. Okay. So if, if this is the woman who is the catalyst to the awakening, it's no better than, than, than Minister Farrakhan or these other, or, or Dr. Umar, because Dr. Umar quotes a lot of great, like uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, yeah. uh, Dr. Amos Wilson, yeah. Marcus Garvey, the great uh, Frederick Douglass. Yeah. A lot of, it, he will open no, a Matthew, lot, but if he you, is your bridge yeah. to awakening, you know then you're walking around, you're going to enter into consciousness with a contamination, with a severe uh, 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 rot at the core of your awakening that could potentially derail you personally or derail mm. any efforts that come out of your actions from being awakened. Now, I will, then Trace, before you respond, I do want to, right. I make two points. One, I'm on the fence about it because if I see people building with a book list and trying to build a curriculum around it and going deeper, then I have to say that the art did its part. It did its job. It got people talking about something. And now responsible folks are going to dig deeper, and hopefully uh, women will listen to the podcast or, what, or whatever they, they, they decide to organize it. But I, I think there's value in it, only because I came from it. And so I can't dispel um, elements that were relative to my own awakening. So I just can't fundamentally do that. I see your point because... When it comes to a lot of men who follow Tariq, who follow Umar, there's there is a lack of evolution in their in their ideas, in their ideology, and they often stay stuck there because uh, because those toxic toxic elements is, is what they came for anyway. Like Tariq is patriarchal; he's a misogynist. He used to be a Mac pimp. He used to talk about Mac, the art of macking. So a lot of dudes follow Tariq because they're mm-hmm. bitter black men, and Tariq basically uh, exploits women. And talks really bad about them, and it speaks to that misogynistic patriarchal culture in black men. So I see what Di- Brother Diallo is saying. At the same time, there are a lot of people that I do not read anymore that um, had some sort of uh, of uh, nurturing, I would say, or watering watering of the seed of my intellectual growth. And Farrakhan is very problematic to me now because of books I read about. Malcolm X assassination. And so I have really not dealt a lot with the nation of Islam or Farrakhan since learning about a lot of, I would say, questionable things that were in FBI documents that have led me to believe that the nation of Islam was complicit in the assassination of Malcolm X. And so I recognize that even though it's problematic at one point in time, inspired something inside of me to want to be black as a young kid. And I think that's powerful. Not that, the, not that those things can't be misused for bad, but all of these things are tools. I just see these things as tools for people to get where they're going to get, like but, politics, unions. Like These things are merely tools. They're not the means. They're not perfect. And we live in a very complex, nuanced world. That's the first point. The second point is, you can come back to it, brother. Y'all. We, got, we got two more hours for you to go in. <laughs> but the second the second piece is what I don't like about the whole bell hooks controversy, Tracy, is really simple. It's so simple. Beyonce called her fans Itches Bay. She called them Itches Bay. And there's no there was no critique around it. There was no critical thought around that. And Beyonce has 
And Beyonce has been allowed to evolve beyond that and come back to you all and, and, and paint another picture and people fall back and, and people are in love with her. But Bill Hooks can call Beyonce a terrorist and black women are all in a, in a, in a, in, in Bay Hive. People are all in a fit when Beyonce called you itches. She called you the B word and told you to bow down. That? Huh? Oh, that was, okay, go ahead. That was the haters, bro. She was saying she was saying that the haters. I don't know. <laughs> like so, I'm confused I'm so, as to why. I'm not, I'm not even oh. so like I'm not like a a, a day high member. Like it's, yeah. it's not even that. I yeah. think that like I said when when I go out for Beyonce, like I went up for Beyonce even before I was like a really a fan of her work. Okay. Um, because I because I feel like and I've seen that she is used as this vehicle in which to attack black women. And that's really like where I come from with my defense hmm. of her. And I also come come to this defense of it. So like I hear what Diallo is saying, but I think that that is rooted in like the way things should be. And so like we like I'm, I'm and I'm always straddling between um, both of those worlds. Like, do I am I going to be steeped in reality and meet mm. people where they are, hmm. or am I going to am I going to like hold myself to this ideal and hold myself to like the values in which I say I espouse? So like I don't I don't put value in capitalism and Beyonce puts a very high like that 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 is what she puts value right. In. But, so but I, isn't capitalism I, in direct direct relation to feminism though or or any type of womanism like if Beyonce embraces a political economy that oppresses women how is she how is she an ambassador for for a movement of of liberating women I think that's the, the that's the crux say, of Bell Hooks intellectual but argument. Say, but I would also say like. Tell me, a, tell me, like a, a large group of feminists who are not doing that. But I'm sure there are people. But who creates who the new agree, narrative? And that's why I'm anti-feminist. But who creates the new? So, so I was re- reading the Black Agenda Report the other day, and they were saying that I think Bruce Dixon or Glenn Ford, one of them, posed the question: When do we stop operating under the oppressor's narrative or the oppressor's agreement, mm-hmm. like the oppressor's order? Like, when do we start to read? reinvent, visualize, or build new ways of our engagement, how we build our institutions, how we build our, our organizations, how uh-huh. we engage. When do we start to, because I think meeting people where they are is important, but I think what happens is we use it as a crutch to never go deeper, never go uh-huh. further, never go radical, never go no, revolutionary, because we're always saying, well, we got to meet people where they are, and I think it's an excuse. So it's like, when do we start to, if we keep, we can't ape the oppressor. We're not going to beat them at their own game. They have, they make the rules. They control the goal. They control the resources. They control the policy. We can never ape them in capitalism. We have to literally uh, build new institutions of power in a new political economy to kind of ape oppression mm-hmm. or or beat oppression or beat the uh, uh, capital capital uh, capitalism and global capitalism. But so, so when do movements do the same thing? Because I feel like we're always using it as an excuse to not challenge people, challenge ourselves. And that's where the work comes in. The work comes in challenging our lifestyles, our consumption habits, our, our mm-hmm. heroes, our archetypes, our religions, how we eat. That's where the change comes from. It's not in the streets shutting down traffic. That's, that's only a component of the work, of, of, bringing, up, of, of, bringing, of bringing light to issues. And I, and I think that there is... There's value in civil disobedience. I think there's value in artists making an artistic stand. But I can't be naive to think that this was not created in some corporate right. boardroom. Yeah. 
I can't. No, no. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not suggesting that it was. I'm not suggesting that these things aren't happening, right? Mm -hmm. I think that, like, especially with black women, um, our question is more like, why is why do we expect? So I think Bell Hooks in her critique says something like, you know, this like these things are not going to change because of Beyonce, yeah, which is true, yeah. But but I think the pushback to that is like, Bell, what has are these things going to change because of your book tours? Wow, and so. Burn. Why are we holding that was a burn. her to the standard? Feel the burn, of, Tracy. Why are we holding her to the standard hmm. um, if we're not universally holding people to the standard? But, uh, so, like, if Kendrick Lamar, prior to yeah. putting out to have a butterfly, said some super problematic stuff. Yeah, he's a new Negro. Like, some, like, around some all lives matter. Like, yeah. Standing up for we got to love ourselves. Yeah. We're going to stop killing ourselves. Like, yeah, he has, and he, he defended he, Iggy Azalea. And defended Iggy Azalea, I remember. Yeah, everything. And then he put out the Pimp a Butterfly, <laughs> and All Right became an anthem without right. anybody asking any questions. That's a good point, Trace. And so, like, we're not we're so if we're going to be critical of Beyonce's feminism, which we should be, right? We need to also be critical of like this black power that we have allowed us like put onto Kendrick Lamar. Um, and ask and ask him questions, and we don't. But I think there's a level of a level of fanaticism and a level of like Beyonce. Right. It, her phenomenon is 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 global. There's right. no Kendrick. It's transcendent. Yeah. It's transformative, and it's overpowering. It's overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. people are scared to literally say anything about Beyonce. <laughs> and so I think to to I think your point is valid that there are other artists, Emma Watson, Kendrick Lamar. Other people who do not face the scorn from their uh, from fans, from intellectual critics, but I do think to to compare Kendrick to Beyonce's apple to oranges because Beyonce is such a larger than life figure, and I think that's mm-hmm. why people go like I don't go after the the Hotep down the street. Then nobody knows him. I go after Umar. Why? Because Umar is legitimate. Umar has a following. Umar writes books. Umar is in Hidden Colors. I go after Tariq. Why? Tariq has a platform. Tariq is a larger-than-life figure in the, in the black power and intellectual community. The and they're influencing and people attitudes and of attitudes men. of black people. And I have to, and I have to take them to right. task, even if it makes them uncomfortable, even if it makes me an enemy, even if people start looking into my own life. I have to attack the, the symbols that people put so much faith into because those symbols are false symbols of empowerment, of manhood. And I think for people to to act like Beyonce is a reflection of womanhood. I think that's problematic because... But one, I think it's problematic for men to tell women what their reflection of womanhood is. Why is that? If, if we're a community, first for a year, wait, that's, that cannot be true because I've been told what a man should be like by women my whole my whole damn my life. My wife was telling me you this weak morning. Ass man. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, weak you, you need to be taking out the garbage. Weak ass man. On what a man <laughs> need to wait, be wait. and should be. I want to make sure. I'm oh, sorry, Tracy. Oh, no, but we hold like the reason that that's problematic is because well, one, I don't tell people, I don't tell men what manhood looks like. I right. think that's for but, we, but, but we know, but we know that it's, but we know that. That that telling, happens. I feel, I feel like telling men how telling men how women want to be treated in the context of what a man of what a man is is necessary for women because you can't tell each other how men should be treated like so or how women should be treated. So I don't, I don't that think that's context, valid. I, I, like I tell my sons all the time how they should interact with women. Yeah. Place, I believe that my place is healing my sisters, right? And I can't really speak to, speak about women who who feel their place is different from, from mine. Like, I can only speak from, like, where I am. 
And so, like, for me, when men, like, I don't even know why men would want to tell people, yeah. tell women. Like, it's not as if men don't have mm. issues amongst themselves that y'all can discuss. I, I and, look, I, and I think it's could, really interesting. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that, yeah. so, for example, um, and when we get to, like, when, if, um, a, if a woman says something like, oh, men are this way. Yeah. Um, or black men are this way, black men kind of get up in arms. But it's, it's the same black men who can say something like white people are this way and know that you don't meet every single white person that you go past. So I think it, it's redundant to be like not all black men or not all whoever. Can I, can I counter I that point, Tracy? Like, hmm? Can I counter that point? Yeah, so, so there's a long history of women in songs telling men what they should be. Beyonce has done that. Soldier, mm-hmm. bills, bills, bills. Those are those are, are those are songs and I think critiquing men. Awful song is super problematic. Yeah, but I'm just saying that there. I'm just saying that what what I'm saying is that one, women tell men how to be men all the time. Two, but in relation to how you treat women, right? And I think uh, and I, no, no, I no, think, no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't say that. This is what I this is what I would say. I don't think that I think that black men have a right. We're a community. We're a family. We have uh-huh. to deal with each other, live with each other, marry each other, partner with each other, procreate with each other, build with each other, destroy with each other, die with each other, cry with each other, laugh with each other. We have more than the, each other's right to be concerned about the other. Like that's just that's just African. That's just community. Like there has there there are times where women need their own spaces to heal, to be women, to talk about their issues, to cry. To, to, to have sisterhood. But the overall goal is to create better, stronger, healthier women, African-centered women, stronger, healthier, African-centered men to come back as a community and be a family. So that's my, that's my truth. So I have uh-huh. every right to tell a woman, to, 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 to interject myself into a conversation because what responsibly. Because affects, affects me. Because what affects you affects me. And you have every right to do the same thing to men. Like, I think there's value. Women challenge me on patriarchy. Under your under, under what you said, that that shouldn't have happened because I'm a man. You can't tell me what to do as a man. If I want to call hoes, hoes, I'm gonna call hoes. You can't. What, she said. what did you say? What did you say? Because you said that we shouldn't I be able to talk about womanhood. How do you talk about manhood? Patriarchy. Okay. That's in relation to the way that you that's, that's in the in relation to the way that you deal with women. You're right. So 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 but black I men. I can't tell you how to shave. Who? But, but I'm not gonna tell you how to say. No, but you. But no. Uh, see, this is a longer conversation because we we can. This is a slippery slope. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I mean, it's a very slippery slope. Down the slope, you know, slope you real say quick. We're a family, right? Yeah. Like I get that, and I feel that. But like, think about your own family. Think about like your household versus like your auntie household. So if your cousin yeah. is like wild and like wild out here, yeah. And your auntie come tell your mama what to do. She don't. Your mama gonna look at her like, wait. But that's a dysfunctional family. That you love my baby, and like you have, you have the right to like express concern about what's going on, my baby. Yeah. But why don't you go handle your son or your daughter, right? But we can chew gum. We could, we could, but but we, but but there's space to do both. So like, there's, I mean, there's definitely space to do both. Yeah. I'm asking when there's so much toxic masculinity, toxicity. Yeah. Why are you prioritizing talking about women? Because that's real. I mean, we that's who we date. That's what we live with. That's who, you but, know. But like, that's also is not the priority. What's the priority? It, 
it, it's part. It's uh, only got traces six more if, minutes. If, if the priority is betterment of of the community, empowerment, if it's liberation, uh-huh. then all things are relevant. I mean, I talk about women. I talk about men. I talk about diet. I talk about economics. I talk about urban gardening. I talk about uh, personal uh, yeah. fitness and co- collective self defense. Yeah. And but if uh-huh. but but a lot of times I notice if I'm writing about a sp- subject or talking, people will pretend like that's my main focus. Right. Like if I say, well, I hmm. think we need to focus on holistic health, yeah. changing our diets, yeah. um, uh, and and other things of that nature, ecology. Yeah. They were like, oh, but we out here dying in the streets, and you tripping off of broccoli. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's right. But then exactly, and and so, but if I talk about the homicides in the community, people, you know, and uh, somebody in the green movement will come and say, well. Uh, the number one uh, deaths in our community are from heart disease, cancer, and, and diet-related issues. So yeah. even though homicides get all this attention, we don't give enough t- attention to holistic health. Yeah. Or if I say, you know, our sisters this or misogyny and, and oppression of women, then yeah. the dudes are like, oh, we we suffering from mass incarceration. Yeah. We have to have a holistic approach yeah. to this. And, the, and, and, uh-huh. to, and to your point, um, Hidden Colors, the great mother, and I'm and, and want to give her props, Frances Crest Westland, she put it down. But in Hidden Colors, there were some pr- problematic things that women scholars were saying about women. And so yeah. I think to okay. Diallo's point, it's like when you have things that have so many toxic elements, how can they be celebrated when they just have so many things that, that reinforces this, the, the very uh, stereotypes, the very issues and problematic things that define our existence as black men, as black women individually mm-hmm. and as black people collectively? I think people have to really think about that. And I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when I hear that Jay Z's coming out with his own version of Lemonade, I see it for what it is. Like I just say, oh, okay, this was a clever marketing scheme, and and I think and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think when people try to to make something more grandiose than what it is, I think that becomes problematic. Tracy, before you go, tell people where they can find the podcast and and this, and, and give us some information to our our women listeners about this book list because I think that's very interesting. Oh, okay. Um, well, my podcast is um, That's What She Says. I podcast with a friend, Shavonda. Um, and so we take on, we go once a week and we take on issues like, um, we take on issues like feminism. Shavonda, I, I, I identify with feminism, or feminism, what am I mm-hmm. saying? Still early. <laughs> I, I identify with feminism. Shavonda does not. That's that Cali that weed. Huh? That's that Cali weed. You smoking that Khalifa that Kush. Up. That KK. Uh, that KK. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the KK I mean, blow it, KK blow it, KK. Too early for that. Okay. Um, uh, we talk about pop culture. Yeah. Um, and it's always through a lens of how it really affects women. We talk about politics. Yeah. So Who's the most recent show about, about Tracy? Why I'm not voting for Hillary Clinton because I heard Ian say "ooh" when I said that. Ooh, because I, um, I know I know that you have one one. You have a lot of Democratic establishment friends, so I know that I they got to be going hard at you because you're not doing that because you got a lot of people in that world. So you're voting for someone. So I, I, I applaud you for taking a stand. I know how hard it is. I did it in 2012 with Obama, and it was t- it's tough. So I, pl- I applaud you for taking that type of revolutionary stance in politics because you've evolved. You've come, you've come a very long way since I met you in 2011, politically. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So we're, we're, that, what about the so, book list? And, and I want to talk about evolution one day as well. Yeah. Um, and, like, what that means. Yeah. So, yeah, you can find us. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah. Um, or you can find us and follow us on um, SoundCloud. That's what she said. Podcast. Yeah. 
Um, like us on Facebook. We've posted the, syllab- the lemonade syllabus. We'll continue to post the lemonade nice. syllabus. Nice. Um, and it's just like really great work on there to really dive, to really delve deeper um, into um, feminist thought, into um, how it relates to race, how it relates relates yeah. to class in a way um, in which um, no one thing, no one album can do. That's dope. Um, so really excited to start that up. Yeah. Um, we we have started a group and we capped it at 12 to make sure that, uh, and we're going to do like Google Hangouts because people are all over the place. Yeah. Um, so we capped it at 12, but we are more than willing to help get other people started up. We're sharing uh, PD, free PDFs of books that are available and talking about cheap ways to find the other ones because it does get expensive. Um, and really excited to start doing that. Nice. And so thanks for having me on Zero to 100. Oh, no problem, no problem. Tracy Corder, our national political petty correspondent. <laughs> Much lo- always much love, always good conversation. This was a really good conversation. Let's continue to build this conversation because I think I think it matters, and and I, th- and I think that we're ch- we're showing our community how to have a conversation about things that are very contentious and very personal for for people in a, in a way that doesn't uh, uh, water it down, that doesn't invalidate any any constituency, but but attacks it and, and tries to bring some understanding. You know, and I think that's I think that's valuable. So thank you so much for bringing uh, that perspective to the show. Because it's a sausage right. fest with us. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for <laughs> thank you for womanizing the show a little bit. We appreciate you. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. All right, see you, Trace. Bye. Peace. Oh. What do you want me to do? Kitty just said he's calling in. He's calling in? Okay. We got Baba Kitty coming on I'm gonna let Diallo start it off because they have a, a relationship a friendship and he can give you more background information on the on the good brother than I can so we're gonna uh, take the call right now oh he just he'll call he back it. yeah he'll call oh. back so we're ready. I think that was a great conversation I didn't get a chance to talk about that article about the the love stuff the from, from the unfit Christian maybe we could talk about Bobby Kitty maybe yeah, we could talk about it with him that's calling in now your brother are you there Kitty here. We can hear you. How you doing? I feel good. Nice. It's a beautiful day here in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. my brother today. Viva Las Vegas. Are you gambling? You're at the craps uh, table right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Baba Kitty rolling dice talking to us. That I absolutely can control. So if it's about <laughs> skills and talents, yeah. we'll put a little bet on that. But we don't do any of that random stuff. Somebody's <laughs> keeping the lights turned on in Las Vegas. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Brother Diallo. I know you guys go back. So I want Brother Diallo to really set set you up. We're going to have a great conversation about all the good work you've been doing. Over, I mean, I only read a little bit about you. But the the little bit that I've read, I'm very impressed. I, I, I asked Diallo, "Are you Batman or Black Panther?" Because you've done it all, brother. <laughs> you've do, you literally done it all, and I think that's dope because you've constantly reinvented yourself in various different capacities to contribute to the struggle. And I want to get into the conscious roster thing too. Very curious about that, the wording of it. But I'm gonna let brother Diallo set you up. Well, you know, um, I, for the starting off, I'd like to deal with. Um the holistic health and dietary things and this relatively new trend. Tell people story. about who he is first. Oh, we go through oh yeah, let's set him up, brother. Well, we talked about that already at the no, top of the tell hour. Him, tell him, we, he, we tell told, him, he is his his, we, his, we, his, we, his his track record is worthy of, of being we, brought up, brother. We, okay, we'll, we'll we'll go back over that Sit again. I, I said go that, that brother Kitty is essentially a uh, a modern day polymath. He's a he's a modern day Imhotep. 
from uh, Music mm. and the Arts with um, uh, And who was Imhotep, Brother Diallo, <laughs> for the people who don't know, Imhotep. Uh, and now that's an insult, right, to call somebody Imhotep or Imhotep. Oh, Imhotep. But, uh, Imhotep was, was a, great a man. Uh, multi-genius yeah. who did everything from arts to sciences yeah. to philosophy and, mm-hmm. and, and education, medical sciences. Nice. And, and Brother Keedy, um is a pioneer. When I first started listening to Internet radio and online media, yeah. it was through Living in Black. And uh, he's a, even for black social media uh, before we were all hip to to Twitter and in and, and mass and Facebook. Yeah. He had this uh, really progressive Ning site, nice. which was an opportunity to interface with. And I mean, even now progressive uh, meme. Ning. Oh, Ning. Got it. Okay. They used to be yeah. Ning sites. And uh, even now I have uh, productive relationships with people in Chicago and the surrounding areas that I met on Brother Keedy's social networking site. Nice. And then there's the food um, with, with well, holistic food, which, yeah. which is one of the main reasons I wanted to bring him here. Y'all always clowning me on my veganism. And, and, we don't uh, clown you on your veganism. And, and trying to mock me. But, we uh, just actually you eat groceries. <laughs> we don't clown, we don't clown you for being vegan. We, we clown you for not eating groceries and, and non-GMO and properly sourced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> properly yeah, right. sourced. Can we talk yeah. about? And I want to. I really want to hear from Robert Keaton too. I want to talk about that article that I put out there about the U.S. Uh, poultry industry, where workers are literally in the production line with the chickens, sh- crapping on themselves. Like they they are not being allowed. Like we want to talk about bathrooms. The trans. Like let's talk about the <laughs> fact that workers who are preparing the food that you all eat are literally wearing pampers, or not. That you all eat. Yeah, yeah. That that meat that eaters eat. eat. I eat it occasionally. I eat feces, contaminated poultry <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like that that blew my mind to know that that's happening. But also in Milwaukee County, the bus drivers are being denied bathroom breaks too. So bus drivers are doing the same thing in Milwaukee County to, because they don't, they don't have enough time to use the bathroom. And I, and I just think that that's the larger, the larger issue about the whole bathroom situation is that workers who prepare our food, who drive us, who, who bring us to different points, are being denied their, their basic right to use the bathroom. Right. You know, and, and, and that contributes to, and that, to the oppression of the, the, the food culture and how we prepare food in this country. So I want I want I want people to I want us to talk about that. All right, Brother Keaton. Absolutely. I thank you so much for the opportunity to share on these topics. Oh, no what problem. you are no bringing problem. up is absolutely critical because you're really laying the foundation for the bigger problems of American society. And we're going to, you know, kind of talk about American society separate from the world, even though we can see many of these patterns being repeated around the world. Globalism is is another thing connected to this. But when it comes down to it, the status of American-style, Western-style capitalism, and I would say American-style, it's even more distinct than that from Europe, has become so exploitive, has become so dehumanizing, Hmm. has risen to profit off of human misery in so many ways that for many people it's really kind of overwhelming when you and I and others who research this try and bring all of these factors together to say we cannot continue living like this. It's causing disruption of our society, the fabric of society, but better even yet, we cannot continue to do this intergenerationally to our children, and to the larger planetary environment as well. So I think you're bringing up a very, very important point. In an era 
Hmm. In the United States, where yeah. there is more money, more currency in circulation than ever before, yeah. why do we see the worst divide between the ultra-wealthy or the uber-wealthy yeah. and the working class and the poor class that we've ever seen in this nation's history? Wow. The wealth gap right now, with wealth and income being um, achieved by the wealthiest of the U.S. population, yes. is so absurd. Yes. The top percent today control more of the national wealth than there has than has been done since 1927 on the eve of the Great Depression. But if we take the top one percent of that top one percent, one out of ten thousand people with a net worth of 110 million dollars and above, wow. they control more wealth than has been done in this country since 1916, literally 100 years. And that is an untenable, uh, untenable condition, and increasingly, and I think the campaign of both Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, both campaigns reflect that the edges are being disgruntled ever more and more with the political center. And as young people, I think this um, type of, of revolutionary um, division should be encouraged. Got it. But, uh, but in, in comparing that era where you talk about the eve of the, the uh, Great Depression Sorry. and now, do you think the average citizen is more conscious to the class distinctions? Or do we all think we're all just one lottery ticket or one great ideal away from joining the 1%? So we celebrate one this rap album assumption where we were just talking where uh, hot 16. Uh, a, a billionaire like um, Beyonce can now be promoted as representative of black women's day-to-day struggle, you know, yeah. and black women who have to clip coupons are thinking uh, that I don't know. They, I don't know about that. I think, I think, I think Beyonce was very, sorry to cut you off. Good brother Diallo. I think that what people see is just a, a common experience of being cheated on or, or being not enough. Like, like I think, I think that Beyonce was very crafty in the strategic. fact that she used a, a common experience that, that women have but who and ha- black women but have. But a lot with, of women have sung. Mary and, J. And Blige and a lot of artists have sung about infidelity. Yeah. And, and, um, and, they've been, and, and Mary J. Blige is the queen of R&B. Like she, she is, you know, the queen of R&B and hip-hop soul. Right, but I've never things. heard anyone suggest that she was head of some type of political awakening or movement. Nah, that's and, true. and book clubs and that's, organizations are yeah. It's a different phenomenon. It is a we different have phenomenon. To, you know, Beyonce, like I said earlier, the Beyonce phenomenon right. is totally and, and, different. And just to tie it's probably on the same level as Jordan, the right, Jordan phenomenon. Right, and, and tying that into what Kitty was saying about this class, I, I'm, I'm thinking, because back then, there was a movement rising up. Yeah. That it took a few decades, you yeah. know, with the New Deal to, yeah. to, to address it. But are we in a better position or worse position in terms of understanding class, class. and class distinctions? That's a good and, point. and with also within within our own race where yeah. we're looking up to our own one percent as yeah. our leaders when their economic interests go into direct opposition right. to, to our common interests. Baba Keita, how do you think how do you think we as black people because when we see the black elite I think a, a piece of it, is, I mean, all of it is psychological because we see power. We're seeing black self-determination or we, or we think is black self-determination. We're seeing black power, black empowerment, black excellence when we see black faces in high places. And we're such a broken down people who have been denied our own greatness, denied opportunities to, 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 to fully actualize ourselves. How do we have critical conversations on class when we also need racial pride and dignity? First of all, one of the things that's really advancing the cogniz- uh, cognizance 
and the uh, consciousness of the population of very radio programs like we're on today. And as I'm listening to you brothers interact, um, it's very, very encouraging to hear um, young scholars come to the forefront in a highly respectful manner, but challenging the existing fabric of society, challenging yeah. it. This is something that youth throughout world history yeah. have been doing. Yeah. You really cannot point to any period in world history of a revolutionary uh, paradigm shift taking place or an actual revolution taking place, or in the case of civil rights, yeah. um, uh, struggle in this country. You cannot find any time when it is not the young people, many of those age 35 and under, who yeah. are the very forefront of this. And this is saying things, these are things that we would definitely encourage as an intelligent society. You know, 